and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Thanks, Christian. How you all doing? Good? Some people not sure yet. Sunday. How good's that? Hey, I just love the fact that uh, a big shout out too to Anita Searle and all the, the kids, kids Church crew. Puts on a hip hop class and within a week it's just about full. With, I think it's 18, I think it's only 20 spots. So there's like 18 odd kids already, already uh, booked in for that, which I think is phenomenal. It's just brilliant. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a great day in, uh, hopefully I can share a few thoughts um, from God's word. And let's pray before we get into it. If you've got a Bible, that's great. You can warm it up. Um, and if you don't, uh, just go into your app store and download the uh, free Bible version app. And you can do it now while everyone else is praying and their eyes are closed. Just app store, do it. And uh, you can follow along or we'll have it on the screen. So, so many options. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord. Just thank you for this day and the time we get together and uh, this brilliant life we have in Christ. And so, Father, today as we uh, are together, Lord, help us be sharpened by your word, by each other. And, um, and we do thank you for this day that you have made in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of my message today is called The Journey is the Destination. Um, it's a Harley Davidson quote which I thought, hey, what better than to start in such a spiritual posture than to quote Harley-Davidson. The journey is the destination, and we're going to start in Genesis uh, chapter 28. I love this passage of scripture, and this is where there's a guy, he's he's gone out looking for a a godly wife, and uh, he finds himself, Jacob, uh, and in verse 10, Genesis 28 verse 10, It says this, Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. And so he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head and he laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, And the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. And then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. Surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. You know, so often in life and uh, uh, myself included, we're all, we're all in this, we get this kind of destination disease where it's always about getting somewhere or getting the next thing or when this happens. When I, get, when I graduate or when I get the girl or when I get the car or when I get the house or when I get this age or when I, whatever it happened that, that you think and when you think you're going to arrive, then everything will be better. But who knows that in any dream or any plan or any goal, 
that it's not just the attainment of that thing, but there's so many other layers to anything you want. Even when you get it, it's not just getting the thing. You want the Porsche and you get it, and you've only just started. I mean, there's the, the, you've got to wash that thing, otherwise everyone thinks, what are you doing? You've got a good car and you don't even, you're lazy, you don't even wash it. And then there's the repair costs or the maintenance costs on there. And the same with any dream that you think you'll get. You think you, think you get married and then that'll be the, the goal attained. No, 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 that's, that's just the beginning. Just like the Porsche, maybe higher maintenance, who knows, depends on. <laughs> and anything you want in life or any achievement, you know, the, the gold medalists, you know, they think that's, that's it and they get there and, they, and, and, and it's, it's actually called the astronaut syndrome that sometimes when people attain something, they don't know what to do next. Astronauts are, are um, prone, so prone to suicide, depression, alcoholism, because once you've been on the moon... It's very hard to come back and take out the trash. Like, everything is just not normal anymore. And for us, so often we we think getting somewhere and we defer our enjoyment, we defer God, we actually put God into our future and not have him in our present because we don't don't feel like he's here. You know what I mean? You're like, if God was here, I wouldn't wouldn't hurt. Or if God was here, this wouldn't be as awkward or it wouldn't be as difficult or it wouldn't take take so long. And what I love here is Jacob, I mean, he's literally had a stone as a pillow um, and he's trying to find a wife. That hasn't gone well so far. He's just thinking this is a rubbish place. And then he has has this vision of God and then he's like, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And I want to tell you today that your life is the exact same way. That the Lord is actually in your life. You may not feel it. It may look like he's actually not there. It may look like he actually doesn't like you at all and he's run the other way. Uh, But he's actually here. He's in your life. Maybe you, you want some brand new car, that's fine, uh, but maybe he's in your car, it's, it's just under a layer of dust. Maybe you've got to find God back in the things that you own. Maybe, you know, maybe you don't need an, another spouse, maybe God is in the one that you have, uh, maybe you just you need to polish that. Maybe you just need to nourish that and water that. And I love that scripture, and I also love the Harley Davidson thing, but there's a quote that I, I wanted to share today. It's by T.S. Eliot, and it says this, and, I, and it's, just, it's just brilliant. It says, We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. God started really dealing with me about, he's like, man, all, all these things you want, Christian, you're not even aware that you've already got them. Like the destination thing. He's like, where do you think you're going to end up? You know, if we get this picture of like us as a, uh, for me, 80-year-old, if you're there, then maybe a 100-year-old, you know, like down the track, the, the end goal, whatever that is, um, and you're like, what, what will it be? You know, and you think, man, well, I want, I, want, I want to be healthy, I want to be fit, I want to enjoy myself, I still want to be uh, praising God, I don't want to be like bent out of shape full of, uh, you know, offense or just hurt or bitterness, um, I want great people in my life, my family, um, I want great mates, uh, do some great cool stuff. Uh, you know, and then and when I started kind of going through the list, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, got that, yeah, got that, got that, got that. So now I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I, I want health. Yeah, well, I, I'm healthy, as in I've got my faculties. I can, I can do a few things. I can move around. Um, you know, I, I want family around me. Okay, I've got that. I want time. I mean, you think if you were 100, 120, what would be the, your greatest desire and greatest goal is time with the ones that you love. And he's like, well, you got that, mate. You know what I mean? Like, and I realized that all my, all my theirs were here. Everything I was putting off as a goal, I already had. 
We shall not cease from exploration. People, we're always going to want to achieve and to conquer and to explore and go on adventures in life. That's fine. But the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and to know the place for the, for the first time. I want us to, when we leave today, to go, surely the Lord is in my life and I didn't even know it. Surely the Lord is in this church and maybe you didn't even know it. Maybe you came really critical. Maybe you came really opinionated today. Dumping rubbish on, on the church. Oh, you church should do more of that. Why don't they do enough of that? Well, they didn't notice that. Maybe he was here and you didn't even know it. Maybe you, you're home and uh, maybe you're lonely. When you go home, you're like, oh, God, where are you? You're not here. And he's like, are you kidding me? I've been filling your fridge all this time. Who knows that when, you, when, you, when you're without something, suddenly your appreciation grows for it. You know, I mean, you could have been upset that God has not been providing for you when you're eating out. You're like, God, I haven't been to Bistro C in four years. Where are you? You know, and but I tell you what, just fast for a couple of days. You'll find God. You're getting cut at him because your, your pantry is full of baked beans and you're like, what's that rubbish? I'm a child of the king. I should be eating better than this. Just fast for a couple of days. You'll be praising him for those baked beans. Suddenly your appreciation grows for everything. You know what I mean? And you see him, you're aware of him. We need to be the same. I want us to stop putting off God's presence in our life and in our endeavours. You may want another job, that's fine. But you may not. You may, maybe it's not the right thing. Anyone can be a criticiser. Anyone can say, oh, this is rubbish, this work environment. If I was a boss, I'd do something different. But what's more brilliant is to turn up anywhere... And say, the Lord is in this place. I didn't even know it. Just go, wow, honey, the Lord is in you. I can see it. You know, Michelangelo said that. They're like, oh, he's a great sculptor and all that. And he said, oh, I've, never, I've never created a statue. He said, I've only ever chipped away the things that I noticed that weren't there. The statue was always inside that. I just removed the, the pieces that, I, that, that weren't part of the statue. I'm not saying say that to your wife. <laughs> But, wives, if you say that to your hubby, it'll work. I guarantee you. If you're like, honey, you are the hottest thing out. I, I, I'm trying to find you under there. There's a little layer. Um, just call me Michelangelo, but I mean, you, you are, you're the hottest thing out, and I'm really keen for you. You know what he'll do? He'll go to the gym. You don't have to tell him to sort himself out. You see what I'm saying? When you notice the Lord is in this place, everything starts to work out. You make the most of things. When you know that the Lord is in your fridge, you find things that you didn't realize were there. I've done that. I've literally done that with books. You know, you're like, I need another key. And you go to the bookshop, a Christian bookshop or something, and you're like, I need to buy that book. And literally the, the, the tendency to buy books to solve problems, which I love books, don't get me wrong, but I'm literally at times I've been buying a book and I've sensed in my heart God say, mate, you've literally got that book at home. And I still want to buy it. As you, know, it's, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It's like the pill. Buy a pill, fix a thing. I'm like, buy a book. I'll feel better for it. And he's like, no, you're not even reading. You've literally got that book at home on your bookshelf. And I'm like, no, I just want to buy it again. Why? It's not going to solve anything. God's in my bookshelf. Some of us, we're looking for keys out here. And God's like, man, there's some great, there's some great books in your bookshelf. There's some great podcasts that you've already listened to. You don't need to spend any more money. You're like, God, oh, I need the breakthrough financially. He's like, yeah, yeah, go back into the Lord is in your study. Just go back there. Find him again. Read it again. 
enjoy it again. You went, oh, I went to this, this great conference five years ago. Like, ah, God was amazing. You know, great, get, pull out the, the CD set again and read it and watch it again. No, no, I need to drop a couple of grand and, and go somewhere. I'm, I'm all for conferences, I'm all for books, I'm all for experiences. But sometimes we, we, we do it when we're not in a position to do it, when we're trying to spend uh, time or money or things like that. And when God's like, hey, you're not maximizing what you've got right here. I'm like that with property. I'd love to buy more properties. I look at property. <laughs> God's like, hey, just mow. You, you got more than enough land. Mow your lawn. You know, <laughs> don't, don't buy something. Mow your lawn, man. Do better with what you got. Anyway, maybe it's just me. Maybe where you're trying to get to is right here, right now, at this moment in your life, and you didn't even notice. Maybe your goal is right now, and you were driving by, and your dream is right here, right now. The age you're at's fantastic. Yeah, there's a few, you know there's a few niggles in your family, but your family's here, and you're young enough to enjoy it. Fantastic. Maybe it's here. Stop trying to chase something down the track when here is amazing. Let's go to John. Chapter 4. You know when God opens your eyes to something and suddenly you see everything through that, that kind of lens? And I saw it all over Scripture. John 4. I think I've got a couple of Scriptures of it on a slide, but um, I'm going to read. I'm going to read a little bit more context. Actually, no, I'll just explain it. Um, and so this is where the woman at the well, if, you, if you've heard of that story, and then Jesus comes and prophesies and he says, oh, where's your husband? And she's like, I don't actually have one. He's like, yeah, you're right, because you've had five. And she's like, hmm, I perceive you're a prophet. You know. and, then, and then she says this. So this is Jesus is there at the well with her. And she says this. The woman says to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes... He'll proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. She's like, I know Messiah's coming. Life's rubbish. But one day when the Messiah comes, it's all going to get fixed up. And he's standing there right with her. And he's like, honey, I'm here. Like that day is here right now. Blokes, maybe you need to say that to that girl. Honey, the man of your dreams is standing right in front of you right now. Stop dreaming, he's real and he's here. (laughs) Where do you want to get to? Maybe you're already there. Maybe you're already there and you didn't even notice. Because you thought, when we have a dream, we don't feel the pain of it. We don't, we don't, it's a dream. You know how when you're a dream, you get somewhere and you don't realize how you, did you walk there? Did you fly? You're not sure. Why? Because it's a dream. You don't have all your faculties. It's not real. It's a dream. Yeah? But then in reality, you know, you could like dream and go, oh, I did this, and then I went to here, and then I went to Africa, and then I went there, and I went surfing, and then we ate, and oh, who cooked the meal? I don't know. It just happened. But then in reality, you want to have that exact same experience. There's work, there's time, there's delay, there's patience, there's effort. You want to have a great meal, there's washing up, or there's payment, or there's things like this in the real world. But in the dream, you don't feel that kind of stuff. You want, in the dream, you go, oh, I want to travel the world. But then in reality, there's the jet lag, there's the 30-hour flight delays, there's all these kinds of things where you're like, oh my goodness, I, I know this was the great goal to have this amazing holiday, but it just I feel like absolute dump right now. And, and, but you didn't feel like that in the dream, because it's a dream. 
But there's the effort and the actuality of, 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 of actually living something out that feels so different. And I want to tell you that how, what you're feeling is actually quite normal. It's actually quite godly. Like you think you're living some kind of life. No, no, you're living a great spiritual life. This is what it feels like. You're like, I wish it didn't feel like this. I know. I didn't invent it. I didn't invent the system. But this is what it feels like. And we, it's, again, we look, at, we look through rose-coloured glasses at Jesus and just think he like flew around and tiptoed around. Man, he would like heal someone and then someone try and kill him. And then he'd go somewhere and they hated him and then he'd say something and then they liked him and then they tried to throw him off a cliff. Like it was all over the shop. Same with Paul. Same with Paul. He rocks up somewhere, a snake bites him. They're like, he's doomed. He's evil. And then, oh, he didn't die. Oh my goodness, he's a god. Oh, praise him. You know, like they're so fickle. Yeah? And yet your life, don't, don't, don't you feel like that sometimes? You wake up, oh God, you're so good. It's five minutes later, you're just hacked off at something or you're hungry or you're tired or then something broke and then you're like, oh, where are you? Then you have lunch, you have a nap, something else good happens and then you're back, you know, like, that's life. And that's actually normal. Church is the same. You can do something. I don't know. Someone could write this morning. Go, oh, man, thanks. Music, that was fantastic. Someone else was like, that was too loud. <laughs> so ungodly. <laughs> how are we supposed to interpret any of this? I'll tell you how. The Lord's in your life. Just accept it. He's here. In your life. In your car. Yeah, might need a wash. He's in your spouse. Yeah, she might need a cup of tea in the morning. Yeah. Doesn't mean she's the wrong one. We do the same as the lady at the, at the well. I know one day it'll be, it'll be okay. God's actually saying, no, 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 it's okay now. It's fine now. Just be, you, you think it'll be better? Be better today. Don't have to put that off. Luke 4, it's just the tendency, and I love us today just to kick against that tendency and say, how good's God? He's in my life today. I'm walking in his will today. I'm actually living the dream today. Yeah, yeah, there's some challenges, Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's okay. That doesn't mean he's not here. Doesn't mean he's not interested in you. Doesn't mean he's not in the hole with you, walking it out and working it out. In Luke 4 and verse 16, it says this, So Jesus came to Nazareth and when he had been brought, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written... The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him and he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, isn't this Joseph's son? (laughs) He gets up, preaches the word, everyone's happy. And then he's, but then rather than calling it a promise, he goes, actually today it's real. (laughs) And then they're like, hang on a sec. I know his dad. This can't be God. (laughs) How normal is that? 
I mean, I've done the same thing. You've done the same thing. Our, our, our opinion on something. Like, like we're God. Well, God's in that. No, he's not in that. Maybe he's just all over the shop. Maybe he's the first one to the party. But I, what I know is that that's a healthier outlook versus that he's not here. That I am not the God police. That I'm not around. Like, that, that's just, there's no, there's, there's no joy, no life, and, and no, no abundance of God and his word and his gospel in being the God police and going, he's not here, he's not there. You're not, you're not doing right. No, nah, he's not in that. You're not there. Uh, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. No one wants to hang out with you. <laughs> this is rubbish. My fries, I ordered a medium and I only got a small. This place is not good. <laughs> Nothing good is going to happen to you at that restaurant. But if you turn up somewhere and go, this is amazing. I've been waiting for this moment all, all month. We booked this night and we're, we're out with friends. How good is this? Oh my goodness, I didn't even order that thing and it's here. This is so good. Must be an extra. Far out. Who knows that you're setting yourself up for a much better experience. Whether that's your home life, whether that's your, your work life, whether that's your business life. Matthew 11. The journey is the destination. Matthew 11, verse 1. And says this, Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his twelve disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel, the good news, preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended in me. Same thing. Even these disciples say, man, are you, are you the one? Or are we just waiting for another one? We're still not sure. See, it's easy for us to go, well, if we saw Jesus, if we were living in the time of Jesus, we would just worship him and fall at his feet. Probably not. You probably wouldn't notice. He's probably a tradie. Walk by. You think his car's dirty. It's probably not Jesus. Why? Because that's exactly what the disciples did. They're like, are you it? Or do we wait for another? Are you like a false start? And guess what? And look what he says. He doesn't say, no, 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 believe me. Like one day, I'll prove it to you. I'm the guy. No, 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 no. He's like, what's happening now? What happens around me now? You, you want to question if it's me or not? What happens? Blind, see, sick, healed. The poor have the gospel preached to them. And don't get offended at me. See, when God turns up in your life, you already think it's going to be a certain way. It's not going to be that way. Because he's not your little jigsaw puzzle God. He's actually God, bigger than you, bigger than your comprehension. And he's actually your heavenly father that wants to wow you. So you have to believe him and trust him by faith. And so when it happens bigger than your expectation, that you know it's come from him and ask and you see that your joy may be full. So that when something happens, you're like, God, you're amazing. And I know it's you. No one manufactured this because this is bigger than any of plans I had. But our tendency is, 
don't know if it's God. I've done that. You've probably done that. I've been healed for things at times when you're like, God, I need this thing fixed in my knee. Ah. And then a month later, you're fine and you're playing tennis and God's like, oh, remember that thing? And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of fixed itself, didn't it? Sorted itself out. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, nice. You weren't like that at the time when you were facing it. Why? We love to belittle the work of God, but it doesn't help. It doesn't help our faith. It doesn't help our our hope and our vision, but when we magnify the Lord and we actually magnify what he's done in our life, we make it bigger and go, you know what, God, I know I faced that thing. And just like David said, you know, he said, when I faced the lion and the bear, your servant grabbed it by the throat, by the beard and smote it. So good. David, what a legend. I grabbed the lion and he's saying, by God's grace, by God's anointing, you know, when I face the lion, this is how you worked through me. And when I face the bear, and he said, now this uncircumcised Philistine, this guy that doesn't know God, he's going to go down exactly like the lion and the bear. How good is that? I mean, just, even just the language of that scripture of David saying that just bolsters your faith to go, yeah, I should do that to my Goliaths. You know, versus, doesn't feel like God's here, because that guy's big. He's got a big sword. I'll probably be a shish kebab by this afternoon. You know, like, what would have happened? Probably that. He would have failed. See, your perspective on what God's doing in your life is actually more important than you think it is. Just like the sub, are you it or something else? Like, are you, I don't know, you haven't wowed us yet. You're like, mate, I'm here. You want to be healed? Great. If you don't, if you want to go check out someone else, it's fine. But around me, this is where the party's happening. People are getting healed, people are getting saved, set free, great things are happening. But blessed if you're not upset. Because so often, it's so much easier to dream than to receive the promise. So much easier. Why? There's no pain. You don't have to pay the bills in the dream. But when it actually turns up, you do have to pay the bills. Whinging about the details in life, it just diminishes. It doesn't diminish God. But it diminishes how we're receiving from him. It's like anything. If you and the the, being present is such a powerful thing. It's probably one of my biggest uh, weaknesses um, at home is my mobile phone. I'm I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm there. Like, I'm in the vicinity. My dream family's around me. The fantastic couch is there. The football's on. I'm there, but I'm not here. As in, I'm here, but I'm actually somewhere else. And Eliza keeps telling me, look up and live. Look up and live. It's so good. Such a godly wife. It's not nagging. It's, it's inspiring. <laughs> Why? Because the journey is the destination. The exploration and the adventure happens here in your life. It doesn't happen somewhere else. That's no fun. My, my darling sister, we get on really well, and this was years and years ago, but she, um, there was a stage where her and mum were having a little, bit of, a little bit of tension. And I remember one card, one like Mother's Day card that she sent, and it said, um, thanks mum for always being there. And it had there, over there, and here. 
amazing. Thanks for staying over there. <laughs> Thanks for always being there. I was like, Whoo. Is God sending you that one? Or are you sending him that? Thanks, God. You're always there. Never here. Really? He wants to live every second of every day with you. He, he can handle your dummy spits. He can handle it when you don't understand him. Doesn't mean, don't, don't run away from him. Just spit the dummy to him. He can handle that. You may even get more understanding from him when you're honest with him. Because when you tell him something, it's not when he finds out. <laughs> what? Christian? You're upset? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just when he's like, oh, great. Okay, we're going to have an honest conversation. Excellent. All right. You're probably ready for me to actually tell you what you actually need to hear. <laughs> Sorry, is this, or is this just how God deals with me? Is this... <laughs> Whew, I feel like I'm in the firing line. couple of last thoughts. Ecclesiastes 11.4 in the New Living Translation says, if you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. Some of us are waiting to enjoy what's around us. Some of us are waiting to... The, the, the opportunity is actually there to start what you need to start, to step into what you need to step into. Um, and, and the invitation's there from God, just go for it. Because he is in your life. He's in your corner and he's on your side. And he, he just went, let's go. If we look, if we try to look too minutely at anything, you'll see flaws. But sometimes you get that macro, you go back out, see a bigger picture, and suddenly you see God in it again. So it's great, you get in a plane or you climb a mountain and suddenly you have this sense of awareness of God. Because you go macro again, you see him, you go, oh, he is clearly in creation. If you get close enough to anything, you'll see the flaws. You go to Disneyland, you go close enough to a a lamppost, you'll see flaws in the paint. Don't spoil it for the kids, though. (laughs) You know what I mean? This isn't real, kids. (laughs) No, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy in life. When God is going, mate, we're in this together. There's great things happening. Yes, there's a ways to go. Yes, there's still a gap. Yeah, but that's okay. There always will be. And there'll always be maintenance to the dream. There'll always be uh, a payment into the dream and a service into the dream. Uh, but that's okay. That's, that's actually how it works. So stop putting off this perfectionist thing and waiting till you're ready and just jump into it with open arms, all that God's grace has afforded you. Is that all right? Can we stand this morning? I want to pray for you. God, we're just so grateful. Lord, (laughs) Father, if you did nothing else for us, Lord, we just want to say thank you. What you've delivered us from, just who you are, that you love us, Lord, despite our humanity, despite our flaws. Lord, you've sent your son who died for us, for our sin. Lord, we can take our place in your family. And God, today, as children of God, Lord, we enjoy you. Lord, we magnify you. And Lord, we declare you're in this place. You're in our heart. 
You're in our life. You're in our family. God, you're even in our jobs. Father God, we're thankful for that today, that you're here. You're manifesting yourself so strongly. God, even right now, as we're conscious of you and our, our hearts are towards you, Lord, you're healing bodies. Lord, your angels are out there fixing things up for us, avoiding calamity. God, all kinds of things are happening literally right now. Even people's spirits on the inside of them, by the very life of God, is rising up on the inside of them and just causing light. The light from God's word just shining into the dark areas of our, of our heart. Lord, I thank you that people are getting clarity right now. Revelation. And Lord, sometimes it's literally the clarity of just forgiveness. Or Lord, literally the clarity of going, no, I, I have permission to enjoy you again, God. I was upset. People did me wrong. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But more light says actually just get on with the brilliant life that you have. Let's let it go. It wasn't such a big deal. It was a speed bump. Don't magnify it like it wipes you out for five or ten years or a calling and sitting on the sideline for another decade. God's just like, no, 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 you're good. You're good. Let's go again. Father, we thank you for that today. God, we love you so much, Father. God, even in your word, it says, Lord, we don't have to call you back down from heaven. Or we don't have to bring you back up from the, from the dead. Romans 10, it says, what does it say? The word is near us in our heart and in our, in our uh, mind, in our mouth. The word of God which we preach, the word of faith, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and we believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. With the heart one believes to righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So God, we open our mouths today. Declare that you are our Lord. Lord, we declare that Jesus is our Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are in your will today. Lord, you'll, you'll speak to us the corrections that we need. God, the repentance, the adjustments, Lord, in direction. But Father, I thank you that callings are just being catalyzed today. Right now, God, you're dusting off in, in people's hearts. What the, the, you're reminding them of the things you've spoken to them to do on this earth. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we give our life to you today. Father, we thank you for it. Every person that's here today, we thank you for the destiny on their life. We thank you for the gospel in their heart. We thank you for the love of God in their heart. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, can we finish singing this morning? And thanks to God. Is that all right? We're going to join with the band. We're going to sing and praise God. Amen. Let's do it.